Oh God, let's see, let's see what's in Nick Land right now. I love, I love. Um, um, first of all, man, a huge shout outs to Mitchell Robinson, man. This guy, uh, for me, he's been showing up. The problem with Mitch, I, I think the biggest problem I got with Mitch is he, like him, he shows up, yes, but he always show up against nobodies, <laughs> and and it kind and it's like annoying. So when I hear when I hear people bring up his stats, yes, he's averaging great stats. I think he's averaging a double double his last couple of games, shooting above seventy percent from the field. He's averaging a block it means averaging almost two blocks, averaging the steal. Yeah, he's he's putting up stuff in the stat sheet. Yes, but you know, I I just want to see more consistency when we play great teams. Like I, I want to see it all the time. When I'm I'm looking at the Charlotte game today, and yes, he did he did some good things, but. Yo, you can't he like he looked like he was outplayed by Plumley. It, it just looked like that to me. Now, it, it it's a clear difference between the way the, the, the Knicks play and the way the Hornets play. They play beautiful basketball, bro. They play I see the play where dude Plumley got the ball in the middle of the uh of the free throw line, and everybody is cutting to the like you got this guy cutting to the rim, you got this guy. He's setting the screen up for another guy. And I'm like, can we get more creativity in our offense? Like, can we – what can we do to wake this up? Because the Knicks are boring. They are so boring. I cannot stress that enough. They don't look creative. Um, Evan Fournier and Alec Burks is a huge issue for me. It, it, it's just so glaring. And – I gotta say this once again. Obi Toppin. Let's start off with Obi Toppin. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. want to talk about the game. I don't. Want, I. I just want to talk about the Obi and Obi Randall Tiggs. Let, let's just stick with those three. Like. Come on. What is up with those guys, bro? What, what What is up with? The, tell me. Tell me your beat with Obi, bro. Talk to the people. All right, my beat. Well, my beat for Obi. I don't know what's going on on my end. I just got um, I just got messed a little bit with the internet. So if I if I pop off, man, just just hold it down. Um, you know, Obi Toppin for me is is just that um, you know, in in the way that we play, he's coming off the bench and stuff like that. He's not the focal point. You know, if we didn't have Julius Randle, then then Obi will be starting and there'd be a different thing going on. But but you know, Obi Toppin is not starting. You know, so that that shouldn't be an that shouldn't be an issue or whatever. But the way that we the Obi um is in the offense, he's always in the corner. A lot of times, he's at the end of plays, waiting to get that three point shot. You know that that shouldn't be. There, there was a couple times where they moving the ball, moving the ball, and then I'm looking at Obi topping in the corner. No, <laughs> like turn it the other way, send a pick to him, let him go baseline or something. You know, um, Obi topping standing in the corner or just waiting for a three point shot. It's not the move, man. You know, he shoots 20-something percent from three. That's like – that's something that's not working right now. So the, the thing is, like, it all comes down to coaching, man, because, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that Obi Toppin is trash. The guy gives great effort. The one thing that I'm also, too, that I don't like is that every time he comes down, he's pointing up, up in the air, pointing up in the air. He wants to alley up every single time down. And then a couple times today, he was he – was, one time he was underneath the basket. Yeah, they missed him. You know what I'm saying? They missed him with the alley oop, but but it would have just it would have been an alley oop. No, no telling if the defender would have would have deflected it or whatever. 
Because mm-hmm. that also happened too. They threw alley up to him and then the defender deflected it. So I mean, we, we can't be um you know uh, waiting for Obi Toppin to get these alley oops every single single game. He's got to contribute other ways, you know. And then and then also just Tom Thibodeau has to get him involved in different ways. And, and we we could, you know, it's so it's so easy because um instead of having Obi sitting in the corner waiting for that ball to, to swing, as soon as that last pass gets to that guy, um um Obi Toppin should be shooting to the basket, not standing in a three waiting to to shoot a. Uh, a three-pointer that's not going to go in, you know? Very so frustrating you- when it comes to overtopping. And when I listen to you, right, um, it was a particular play that kind of annoyed me today. I think – I don't know who had the ball. I think it was quickly. And um, I think he drove to the basket and Obi received the ball at the top of the key at the three-point line. This was the fourth quarter. This was the fourth quarter. And um, when I seen how much space he had – I wanted Obi to step in and shoot the mid-range jumper because obviously your three-point shot isn't working. So why not step in and take a better percentage shot? I think that's um, coaching because I've also heard today after the game, Thibodeau said, when you're open, I want you to shoot the ball. And he stressed that. If you're open, I want you to shoot the ball. Well, Tibbs and co., the reason why people like me and people like Die Hard harp on the Obi Toppin subject is because we're not using him right at the end of the day. We're not. He's not a standstill spot-up three-point shooter. If that was the case, you should have traded him for Cam Reddish instead of Kevin Knox because he don't play like that. That's not his style of play. And I think the final thing, I think Die Hard, I think the key piece that we're missing here is Derrick Rose. We miss Derrick Rose so much. And this falls on Thibodeau as well. He continuously plays people out of position. And um, he's playing Obi out of position. And yes, Pudge, you are correct. Quickly play. Uh, and, and didn't I tell you this the other day, dog? Quickly is annoying to watch. He's probably the most annoying to watch on the team because he's so he's so talented. He's so good, but he plays so erratic. He plays more erratic than Randall. And it's like, sometimes it's like, it's mind-blowing. So, Derrick Rose, get back healthy, please. But this Obi Toppin thing is just, it's it's maddening, bro. It's mad. Why do you draft him in the lottery? Like, I have to always ask that. Yo, I mentioned it before too, man. Like I have made a podcast comparing them to other tandems, you know, power four tandems. Like it, it could work. It really just comes down to, to coaching. But I mean, like, you know, um, Dre, this is my, this is my guy, Dre, he's actually a coworker, my man here. So, I mean, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. Uh, just, just about the just the stupid thing, man. It's it just so basic, the stuff that, that, we, that we can get get right, man. You, you mentioned um, Burks and, and Fournier. You know, yes. I think they're, they're they're probably redundant too. You know, you know, there's a lot of redundancy on on the on the roster. So, um, I was trying to uh, while you're talking, I'm like looking for the comment. I can't find, I can't get to it on my on my YouTube on, on the on the computer here. But um, basically, on um, one of the comments, they they were just um saying that you know that we're complaining too much and this that, and the other. Oh, you know, quickly we complaining about quickly too much. We're complaining about Obi too much. All these different things. My thing is that we're Knicks fans, man. You know, we're Knicks fans. We're trying to figure out the puzzle of how how it could work. You know, so the, uh, how podcasts work. We know the podcast is not. Hey, the Knicks are great. The Knicks are great. The Knicks are great. The Knicks are great. Which Robinson is going to be good one day. He's going to be good one day. That if everybody was doing it, then nobody would watch, man. You know, nobody will watch. Um, you, you have to talk about the pros and cons of what works with the roster. So now, Mitchell Robinson, I'm not. I'm not saying trade him. 
I'm not saying trade Mitch Robinson because he provides, you know, um, you know, he provides something for us. Yeah, but, he's uh, good. He's good. Yeah. yeah. On the flip side, though, it would be nice to have a stretch big coming behind the bench behind him. You know, not, not, not saying that Mitchell Robinson need to come out the starting lineup, but uh, Mitchell Robinson could, could start keep the same role. But then once you start substituting, it would be nice to have a guy that we can come in there just to to open up the court a little bit. You know, if we if we have to. You know, it, it, we don't have to go to that guy for 40 minutes. No, that's not the case. It's just about building the team. Um, Derek Rose, you mentioned Derek Rose. Of course we need Derek Rose to come back. You know, Derek Rose is, is a good player. When he come when he comes back, um, you know, it, we, we, it doesn't mean we're automatically we're gonna start eliminating players. No, we, we have to figure out the correct balance to get guys going. Cause um, you know, you you know very well, everybody else knows very well that superstar player is not coming through the door this year. We're not training for a superstar player this year. We're not training for a superstar player next year. You know, the, the best chance that we have at getting a superstar player is just waiting until these guys become free agents, you know, or at least at least until their contract year, you know, when, when, when we're able to, to try to make a trade for them or something like that. But right now in the present time, Donovan Mitchell's not coming here this year. You know, uh, you know, all the, any of uh, your other favorite players are not coming here this year. You know what I'm saying? So the only way that, that we can continue to get better as a team is that we have to fill in these holes. Basically like that. Fill in yes. these holes and try to get the best team possible together at this present time and in, in day. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And the chat, yo, the chat been on fire the last few podcasts. These dudes been on fire. Salute the I, salute the Andy, salute the Julian, um, Big Taz, um, Sherman. Sherman is always here, but um, yeah, everybody, man, everybody's here to hear every day, and, and these are our, our regulars, man. So shout out to them, man. Big, big, big ups to everybody in the in the chat. Yes, sir. I I I just get it. Uh, annoyed at the way we use Obi Toppin. And then another thing that's always glaring, when you watch the Knicks game, after you watch the game, I usually go to the plus minus because the plus minus to me is an eye test that it, it follows <laughs> the game play as well. Obi Toppin, this guy has not, this guy had nine points at the half. He was a plus three. Everybody else was a minus 15 and above in the starting lineup. Um, I, like, wh what are we doing here? Um, what is the plan with Obi Toppin? I, I, that's all I want to know. Like, what is the plan? You don't draft him eight for me to see him play nine minutes in the game. And then another thing I want to bring up, too, like, fans kill me sometimes. Like, so my, shout out to my guy DP on Twitter. He gets on Twitter. He's like, oh, fans are screaming for Obi Toppin to play. And, you know, that's kind of disrespectful. That's going to make him the 15th player on the bench. Obi Toppin is probably hustles the most on this team. We're seeing Tibbs run Randall into the ground for no reason. For no, it's not even like Obi can't play. You're running Randall into the ground. And then it coincides with Randall being ass on defense. He was garbage on defense today. It was pathetic. Miles Bridges, bro. Thirty-eight, <laughs> really? Yo, not for nothing. Miles Bridges is averaging nineteen for the season, though, man. Yo, he, he's come on as a player. Man, you, I, <laughs> no, 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 dog, no, no, no. That I had to throw it out there. Happen. That can't uh, happen. Regardless, yeah. he can't give me 38, bro, without LaMelo being on the court. Yeah, I feel you. 
So it, that the whole Obi Toppin thing, it it it, just, it bothers me a lot. And then let let's get to Randy, right? You thumbs down the fans. You proceed to give us two points the next game. I remember that because I harped on you. Then you proceed to play well the next two three games. Then you proceed to play garbage again. But the underlying thing with Randall, he does not want to give effort on defense. I, I don't know what it is. And then it goes back to Tibbs. You're playing the man 40 minutes a night. So who can I blame for that? <laughs> yeah, I, I get you, man. So, I mean, strategy-wise, if, you, if you're a coach, we, we, we do have a lot of talent on the team, so it's kind of hard to get it together. But I'm not a professional coach. You know, Tom Thibodeau is the great Tom Thibodeau. You know, he you know he got all his accolades, and people give him his flowers and his crowns and all that, and the guy never won a championship, you know, not, not for nothing. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, anyway, we got we got Julius Randle. Like you're saying, we're running him into the ground absolutely for, like, the last, um you know, three years, really two years on the tips. But the, the, the thing is, it's just strategy. Once once Julius is there, I, f- I feel like we talked about this, too. Like, it takes a while for teams to gel. And I think the Knicks got, you know, are, are really just trying to figure it out still up until this day. So right now, everybody got their wish. We, we was talking about it offline. They got their wish. RJ is um basically the offense is running through RJ, which looks good. I think we all agree with that. Run, run the run the offense through RJ. It looks fantastic. You know, you got RJ and then Randall can, um, can take a break. I thought Randall did it um on did um you know they did a good job giving Randall that break this, um today. He wasn't the primary ball handler. I want I want to say that he didn't really bring up the ball up, up the court maybe until the second half. From what from what I noticed, you know, just going watching in and out on that on that first half. Um the yeah the um it just the, the problem is once um Tip starts making substitutions. Once you make substitutions, you have to look at your personnel. You know, you have to look at your personnel and, and what's going on. Because um, when Randall's there and, and, and RJ's there, they have offense running through them, both of them. You know, offensive sets running through them. So when Obi comes in, why is Obi in the corner? Because now you didn't change everything. You changed everything. So that, that just tells me that if if um, Tom Thibodeau makes a substitution and then changes the game plan with just because certain players are in, the, are, in, are in the game, that means that he can get Obi topping in spots where he can be successful. <laughs> if you if you think that Obi topping in the corner is a good thing shooting threes, you know with him shooting twenty percent, you know, and that's not we that's not what we're doing with with when RJ and Randall are in the game together. So when you make the substitution, then why are you doing that to Obi Toppin? I don't I don't get why he's doing that to Obi Toppin because it, it it shouldn't take that much because we already know that IQ and Toppin got a little ESP going on. So run the freaking pick and roll with IQ and Obi and it will stop the bullshit. Stop the nonsense, man. I just don't. I just, that shit is mind-boggling, man. You, you said I was stressed, you know, in, in the game earlier. I fucking was stressed because it don't make no sense, man. It, it like it's so elementary school to me, man. I, I just don't get it. I and not to really, <laughs> not to really harp on quickly. I I I love Emmanuel quickly. He's very annoying to watch, though. I, I I'm gonna say that. Like quickly is one of the, he's one of the most annoying young Nick players I've ever watched. And I love the kid. Like, I love him to death. Um, he's going to be good, man, you know? Yeah, he's going to be good. He plays with heart. I like that about him. But can you run some pick and rolls with OB and quickly? Like, it's so I, elementary, I, man. Elementary school. Can you run some four and five pick and roll with Mitch and Randall? Can, can, can I see more? I seen a play today. Mitchell Robinson gets the ball at the top of three. 
He makes one dribble, beat bop, gets past his past his defender, then he does a Euro step layup. It's stuff like that that pisses me off with Thibodeau. Because you don't encourage that at all. You only encourage him to rim run. You only encourage Kobe. I mean, Kobe. Oh, God bless Kobe's soul. See, man, yeah. the, the fire, man, the fire. Um, <laughs> you only encourage Obi Toppin to stand at the three-point line and shoot threes. What the hell is that? And I, I'm just I'm, – I'm mind-boggled at that. I, I feel like sometimes, honestly, bro, I feel like Tibbs box our players in. Yeah, he boxed himself in too, man. He puts himself in the in the corner with all this because you know the the reporters they're asking him the right questions and he's getting aggravated. You so saw a couple of the last in interviews, the guys like, well, you know, if you think I'm gonna play ten guys, <laughs> twelve guys in a rotation, but yeah, you know, the, this is attitude, like his the arrogance of it. You know what I'm saying? So he puts himself in a bad position because you know, like I said, you just said it just now. I just said it too. You know, um, if quickly and Obi come in the game, pick and roll for on um, with quickly and Obi all day long. You know, uh, uh, you know, right now, right now, I think we're trying to figure out a way to get the bench mob back together. You know, so I think, I think, um, it's it's gonna be between um RJ, not RJ, Burks and, and Fournier. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, you know, I, I guess a trade is coming, but we we just have to get the blueprint first before we can start saying, okay, this guy gotta go, this gotta go. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we we gotta get the blue the blueprint right, cause um, you know, in the beginning of the season, the bench mob, everybody was saying, yo, the bench plays so well. So I mean, get the bench ball back the way the way that it was. You know, get Obi Toppin going, get quickly going. When Rose come back, get him in the mix in the bench mob. You know, get Burks back on the bench. You know, doing what he does. Um, figure out a way to get a, a better center in that rotation to get Taj out of there and to get Nerlens out of there. You know, we need we need to get a center that this um that could stretch and they could play with the with the, um with that group. You know, you know what I'm saying. And get Obi Toppin off of that three point line. Get another get a bit a, a, a spot up shooting. Or that's bottom shooting, but just a, a a center that can shoot a three. It doesn't have to be um Miles Turner. It it could be the one guy I'm thinking about is the guy that's on um on uh not OKC um uh yeah OKC Oklahoma City uh what's this guy's name? He starts with an M. I'm trying to get him now. I think it's uh, Mascala, whatever his name is. Mascala. Yeah, man. He's not if making he, nothing, you know. If, so I mean, he plays Tibbs, center too. If Tibbs not playing OBI center, what makes you think he will play Mike Muscala at center? Yo, Mike, because Mike Muscala is a center. Obi Toppin is not a center. Yeah, but 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 peep, peep it though, peep it though. Um, um, putting getting that that particular um dude, uh, Muscala will, will get Obi Toppin off of the three point line because Muscala can knock down threes. So so let him do that, and then make Obi Toppin the pick and roll guy off the bench. You know like, that's a strategy that needs to change. Like I I like what you're saying. I mean I I just I just don't know with this coach, and and it's like. Okay, Sherwin, you're kind of right. You know, this team really don't need a center that can shoot threes. Okay, here's my rebuttal for that, though. If your center is not going to shoot threes, how about you use your center more? How about you stress to your guards and to Randall and your forwards, RJ included? Well, I don't need to mention RJ because he seems like he's the only one that passes Mitch the ball and uh, quickly to give the centers the rock. Give them the ball. If this was my team, Taj would be in street clothes. I love Taj Gibson, but I don't see the reason why Jerko Sims can't play. I I, I don't see the reason why he can't play. Nerlens Noel is just – he's pointless. I, I don't see the point in playing Nerlens Noel anymore. And 
But you know that's that's my point though, because I mean, there's mm -hmm. no reason to play um Nerlens Noel, and there's no reason to play Taj Gibson anymore. So get somebody in there to to um to add some some um a different look to the roster. So I mean, um this team does don't need a, a center to shoot threes. Yo, Obi Toppin is shooting threes like crazy. You know that is the game plan coming off the bench. The big man is going to get the three point shot in the, in the corner. You know, the, and like I said, most well, um, this guy Muscala, he can hit the three in the corner at, at a better clip than Obi could. And I, like I said, um, by by putting him in, 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 by putting him in there, um, Nerlens Noel always ends up with the ball in in the paint when, whenever Nerlens is playing. So why have Nerlens Noel getting the getting the ball um, receiving on the paint when that should be Obi? That should be Obi in that role. It's just, like I just don't understand. I, I mean, like you know, you know, shout out to Sherman. And shout out to a lot of players too. They want to argue about this whole um, center shooting threes thing, but it's it's about um, strategy. Right now, when Nerlens is healthy, Nerlens is getting the ball inside. They keep throwing him the ball like he could catch. You know, what I'm saying get him the fuck off the team, man. Get rid of um, um this guy, um, Nerlens Noel, and get somebody in here that's gonna fill in a role, and then move Obi into that receiver role that 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 Nerlens Noel always seems to find himself in there whenever he's in the game. Can you, you know? Can you can you please click on this Jamal um, comment, please? And, and, and continue, because Nerlens Noel, uh, go ahead, Dara. <laughs> you want me to comment on Jamal? No, because no, I don't care about last season's run during COVID, almighty fourth seed. I always tell people that. Stop mentioning that. I don't care about last season. I don't care. Stop telling me about last season. I care about this season. Last season, I wanted the tank. I didn't get what I wanted. <laughs> Eru and y'all fans got what y'all wanted. I didn't get what I wanted. But that almighty foresee narrative is dead because we got Cam Reddish. And I, I, I've never anticipated a new Nick debut more than his. Yo, I, yo, yo, I want to see him so bad in a Nick uniform, bro. And this. It's for nights like this. Nights like this. I'm looking at Miles Bridges. Nobody can stay in front of that man. Um, why is Julius Randle guarding him? Lord, I don't know. I believe Miles was playing the four today, but Lord, I don't know. Um, why is Evan Fournier guarding Miles Bridges? Lord, I don't know. Would you put RJ on Miles Bridges? I would, but I wouldn't because RJ is not that athletic enough. For a guy like Miles Bridges, Cam Reddish fits the profile, and he's a guy I would have stuck on Miles Bridges today. And you know, it's games like this that makes me, y'all, I cannot wait to see him. And I don't, he needs to start. I don't want to hear about him coming off the bench. When we talk about the bench, that's Derrick Rose, quickly, Grimes, Obi, Nerlens Noel right now. So where's Cam Reddish minutes is going to come from? It's going to come from that starting five. Yeah. Make a trade, make a deal. Word. So I, I think I, 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 I could, you know, man, it's it's a little bit stressful because it's like, like I said, we're, we're trying to put a puzzle together, man. Cam Reddish got to fit somewhere. I agree. If we're going to put him out there, he has to start. You know, I think we need to put him out there and we just need to get let, let it happen. Um, Cam Reddish only only um, demanded to, to get here because he wanted a better opportunity. So listen, the, the guy, if you, if you look at his highlight tape, right, you, you could just see the different things that he can do. He has he could he can get it to the basket. He has he's um he could finish at the rim. He could take he has take moves. He has um, um in between game moves. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's get him going, man. Get him in the in the mix and stuff. When the ball comes to him, let's see what let's see what happens when he when he gets to him. 
because um, it, let, let him get in the, the same shots that Burks get. Let, let him get the same shots that Fournier get because they both kind of get the same kind of shots. Take one of those guys out the starting lineup, which is probably Burks, and throw Cam, Cam in that spot, and let's just get busy. Let let Burks let Burks um help quickly and Rose lead the, the second unit with Obi, and then like I said with with a Mike Muscala, somebody like that. Let the, let um those three guys run the offense with those two guys, you know, and that off off the bench, and then the the starting lineup with with RJ now running the offense, uh Julius Randle taking the second fiddle, you know, saying um hopefully Cam Reddish by the by the end of the season, hopefully he can be the, the freaking number one option, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is the this is the dream, man. This is the dream. Cam, yo, Cam has has everything that, that that Julius wish he had as far as creating shots, um, and and same and the athleticism, the quickness that RJ wish he had, you know. But but he doesn't really um create um well for others. So let RJ do his thing. Let let Randall do be a uh, secondary guy, and then let Cam get off, man. And let's fucking do it, bro. You, you know, let's do it. It's so to me, it's so easy to get this puzzle together. Yo, and. I don't, this guy earlier in the comments, he said, let Cam Reddish back up R.J. Barrett. Hell fucking no. Excuse my language, but no. I, I'm No. What are we doing here? Um, Grimes is going to play. Quickly is going to play. Derrick Rose is going to play. Somebody needs to get traded. And they need to make it happen before February 10th. And I want to see that. Period. So, so what's the move though? You know, we, we talk about it every night, but you know, just judging off of, of um like the success that we had recently and mm-hmm. just playing against a team like this, you know, you know, I, I know that the the usual suspects like like me right now, Obi Toppin to me, um, you know, could be I could be on the list, but at the same time, I totally see how Obi Toppin could fit. <laughs> it just puts you in a bad spot because I'm gonna say, yo, fuck Obi Toppin, trade this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But then, but then, like if um if all of a sudden. Uh, Tom Tipito watches this podcast, but oh shit, I should have been did that. Yes, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So then now if he starts using Obi Top in the way that we're saying, and then he actually doesn't, then it's gonna make me look like an asshole for saying that I want to trade Obi Toppin. You get you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, so, ridiculous. Yeah, man. So I mean, yo, um, so anyway, you know, I'm gonna put you on the spot first. So what what mm-hmm. where's the trade? Is is it a big trade or is it just like a um like a lateral trade? So if you've seen the record, I don't know if you've seen the tweet. It was a tweet that was out. I think the Knicks are 1-12 versus team teams above 500 after December. And I think we're like 14-5 and five versus teams under 500. So that tells me that the Knicks are right now at current, as currently constructed or the rotations currently constructed, we're a middle-of-the-road team. Mm-hmm. I would like to consolidate. So what I mean by that is I would like to trade three players for one. It's pretty rare, but it can it, it can be done. Now, the move that I would be looking at, personally for me, I would have been on the phone with the Sacramento Kings already, and I would try to get De'Aaron Fox in it. And if I have to sacrifice a kid in order to get De'Aaron Fox in the building, I would do that. My thing with that trade is, Grimes is out of trade talks. I'm not trading Grimes. I'm not trading RJ Barrett. I'm not trading Mitchell Robinson in that deal. And um, yes, and I'm not trading Cam Reddish in that deal. So if I can get Emmanuel quickly, I mean Emmanuel quickly, can I, if I can get De'Aaron Fox without giving up those four young players, I'm going to get him. I'm going. I'm going to get him. Uh, another deal is Jalen Brunson. 
But my thing about Jalen Brunson is, yes, you know, he has a relationship with Tibbs, you know, Jalen Brunson's father, you know, Tibbs and, and CAA with Leon Rose and stuff like that. My thing with Jalen Brunson is uh, if he goes on a playoff run with Dallas, Dallas is not going to let him go. And Dallas is looking to make deals in order to keep Brunson because it looks like he wants to get paid. And the red flag for me with Jalen Brunson is he wants four-year, $80 million. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. And I've seen a guy today say, well, Spencer Dinwiddie, he got $18 million coming off an of ACL tear. That's the Washington Wizards. <laughs> hey, who, who wants to go to Washington, bro? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so I mean, I'm not giving Jalen Brunson $20 million. So, I... I, I'm a little confused at the moment. I still got Colin Sexton in my in my left eye. I, he's still on my radar, even after the torn meniscus, only because I think he would cost less, and I don't think uh, Cleveland will extend him at all. And I think he would. I think it would be a costly uh, buy low situation, and that that's another person I would look at. But Fox and Jalen Brunson is my two trade targets right now, man. Right, right now you gotta get. I I need a guard in here, um, dog. I, I I need a guard in here, man. You see what Terry Rozier was doing? You see what he was doing us today? Yo, Terry Rozier is a is a gangster, man. He, yeah, he's, he's a guy that, that we can use. <laughs> he's a tough dude, man. You know, mm-hmm. so we we need somebody to match that because uh, you know we, we talk about this too. We got too many nice guys on the team, you know. So our, our whole backcourt is a bunch of gentlemen. You know, IQ's a gentleman, freaking Burke's a gentleman, Fournier's a gentleman. All these guys are a freaking gentlemen. So we, we need somebody in there to get to mix it up a little bit. I think Fox is, you know, uh, I, I got this up there, Anthony um 212. He says, um, Fox has no shot. That, that's true, man. You know, but um it's been up and down. He actually shot 37%, if I'm not mistaken, like his second year. And then his shot's been kind of like erratic since then. So anyway, you know, um, in in his offense right now, this is it's another thing too. Like I'm gonna keep saying it. Um, RJ right now, everybody wants him to offense to run through him. So okay, if that's the case, um, now now you're leaving uh, Fox to be sitting on the island now, you know, because Randall's there too. You know, R- Randall's role will probably diminish with the extra um help that Fox is gonna bring. So um, you know, we're gonna have to change on um, the way we play again. You know, for me personally. <laughs> In an ideal world, I would swap Randall for Fox. Like in a in an idealistic world, I would swap those two. Um, because Obi, Obi, Obi's low maintenance on offense. So what I mean by that is Obi will get his buckets and he can completely play off the ball. Like completely play off the ball. And that would allow Fox and RJ and Reddish and those other guys to get off. And to gain the rhythm. But at the end of the day, uh Randall's the one that who who has to adjust. I don't I don't think RJ's RJ's a player that I think he can fit in any starting five. I think he can because he's not that ball, he's he's not really ball dominant. He plays that we want we want him to be though. We want him to be, but he's not even if he's your number one, even if the offense is going through him, it's constant ball movement. The ball is never stagnant. So that's what I mean by, you know, him being not being ball dominant like that, but still having the understanding of moving the ball. And I think in the ideal world, you will want to trade Randall for Fox. But if I can't get Randall for Fox and you say, well, 
make the talent work. And it, and Randall's a better talent right now than Obi Toppin. Then I, I then Rand, tell Randall he gotta change his game. Ain't no other them young cats don't need to change that. He got he's the one that has to change his game. Because obviously at the beginning of the, uh, at the beginning of the season, we was five and one when the ball was out of his hands. We started yeah. losing when the ball went back in his hands. We started winning again when the ball is out of his hands. So he has to look in the mirror. I don't I don't think RJ and those guys, those other guys, I don't think they have to look in the mirror, really. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Because uh, I mean, you know, we, we both agree with each other with this. I mean, I'm just seeing Randall getting um spot of threes. You know, they're having the ball swing around to him or driving kicks, and he's the receiver on the three point shot. That's that's what we need. That's what we need in the offense, man. So, uh, you know, if RJ's gonna be doing that, um, uh, may, maybe uh Fox could be, you know, like if we if he was to get Fox, Fox would be the guy, you know, the two go to guys where the offense is running through them. Hopefully, and then just Randall just could be the receiver. Be the receiver. Randall's a really good rebounder too, you know. So you know, just just let let these guys fall into the roles that they traditionally need. And then, like, if we need Randall to do extra to bring the ball up, fine, you know. But but not primarily, you know. It's nice to see to have your your power forward that can do that. But let RJ do it and let Fox do it. I I I can see how it could work, but you know, like, like I said, it got it got us looking crazy because the only thing that that matters right now is what Tibbs thinks. You know, Tiz, we, we would trade for Fox and freaking uh, Fox would be coming off the bench with, with Tom Thibodeau. Oh <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He'll be sitting next to um because we, we got Fournier and we, and we got Walker. What do we do with them? You know, he, he benched Walker and had Fournier, um, you know, sitting on the bench like for like the for the first half of the season every fourth quarter. You know, so you know it, it all comes down to him, and but but strategically, I, I can see it. Let the keep keep letting the ball run through RJ because it works. Have Randall being the receiver, the extra um offensive guy, ball handler, and Fox, he could do his thing. You know, and the Mitchell Robinson, we we've been saying this since the beginning of summer. Mitchell Robinson is going to be wide open because who's guarding him? You know, with with that with that type of offensive firepower around, who the hell's guarding Mitchell Robinson? He's the guy you got to double off of. And if you're gonna double off Mitchell Robinson, he's gonna get alley oops all day long. You know, you, you know, there's, there's nothing to that. You know, so I, I'm with it, man. You know, consolidation, I think, is the key. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with, with what you're saying. Absolutely. They gotta consolidate, man. That's I, I think that has to happen moving forward, especially after the reddish trade. I always felt like it's about it's either it's one or two more trades coming after that trade. I think there's no way, cause, yo. If you thought the people was loud when Frank Nalakina wasn't playing on Thibodeau and those dudes, can you imagine if Reddish was riding on the bench after we traded a first-round pick for Evan Fournier and Alec Burks? You thought I was loud about Thibodeau. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get crazy. It's going to uh, get crazy in here. Oh, it's going to get real toxic. It's already getting toxic because you see the fan base. And this is not the first game where I've heard Obi Toppin. We want Obi Toppin. And Thibodeau is such a – he's such a – happy birthday, Tom Thibodeau, by the way. He's such it's a his birthday? Old, yeah. He's a, he, I think it was today. I think it's today. He's such a 64-year-old uh, uh, maniac that – He's the type to do the opposite of what the fans want and play Randall more. Like he's one of those guys. So, it, so something has to give, man, with 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 this team, with this roster, with these rotations. Because 
I I, I don't want to see Cam Reddish on the bench. Like I, I don't want to see it. I don't need to see it. And I think what's best for the team and moving forward is start him with RJ and, and see what happens. If Randall he 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 still want to act like a a a a, a pussy foot, get him <laughs> out of here, man. Get him out of here, man. I'm, I'm sick of Randall not playing defense, bro. I'm getting annoyed at that, bro. He can put up all the numbers he wants. He don't play no defense, bro. Like at all. And then Obi. Obi, oh, the only thing difference with Obi is Obi hustles his asshole. Obi will hustle. Randall don't even try. He's exhausted, man. But, but <laughs> see, that goes back to the coach. That goes back to the coach. Oh my god, bro. Yeah, man. So, yo, Cam Reddish is a free agent, right? If I'm not mistaken, um, after this. No, we have no? him. So basically, it's just him and him and RJ. So basically, another conundrum that we're going to be talking about soon, but we don't have to talk about it now, is RJ Reddish and Mitchell Robinson is all three of them is up for contracts this offseason. And I would like for the Knicks to pay all three of those guys. I want the Knicks to keep all three of those guys. I think we can move forward with those guys under reasonable contracts because they're not going to cost much. They're going to cost way less. I don't know why people think RJ is going to get a max contract. He didn't make an all-NBA team. He ain't make no all-star teams. He ain't make nothing. So he's not going to get no crazy contract. It helps the Knicks if we sign these guys this offseason. Um, it helps us in the future because the cap room is going to go up while these guys are still on their miniature deals. And it also helps with flexibility in trades. So I, I would like for us to re-sign all of those three, get Evan Fournier, get Burks, and get Nerlens out of the city. Get Just get those guys out of the city, and, and let, let's see what we got. Because I'm not interested. And Sherman, I said this to Dahard months ago. If Mitchell Robinson gets on the open market, He's going to be offered north of seventy million. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. God bless him, man. I'm not yo. Regardless of what, I'm not paying Mitch Robinson that much money, man. That'll be a mistake. I'm telling you right now, that's going to be a mistake. You you let him go with Lamelo Ball. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be a mistake. So, I don't know. Well, I'm looking at the salary. So, um, you know, Cam Reddish, he's getting four point six this year. And then next year is a team option. So the 22-23 is a team option for, you know, 5.9. But I, I'm, I'm with you. The team extension should be good. But, you know, the, these guys got to play. I mean, if if um, if you get Cam Reddish, okay, a brain trust should be like, okay, this is it. This These are the guys. So we so we need to get these guys in, in the spot, you know, right away. Get them get them going to see what we got. You know, because we, um, there's a lot, there's, um, you know, I think Fournier, Fournier is definitely, um, he signed to a contract that, like, towards the end, he's going to be movable. You know that type of thing. Um, so um, I, I'm quite sure that's on the on the draft board. I mean, not the draft board. You know, like the the war machine. That's on the that's on the war board. Whatever that that Fournier. We're gonna be doing this at this type of year. You know, you know, this different strategies that's going on. So um, Cam Reddish, we got to figure out what's going on with him now. If he's somebody that we're gonna keep long term, something that works with what, what, what we're doing with the other players, it needs to be worked out now today. So you know, Tom Thibodeau, you know, he's got to have the pressure to play this kid. You know, so I mean, it, it seems like management is not bothering Tibbs. 
um, about playing certain players, you know, because he's just doing what he wants to do, it seems like. So I, I just hope that, that, that these guys are on board with Cam Reddish because they, you know, making the trade for a kid like this and then Tom Thibodeau not playing, we would just, I think it would just ruin the rest of the season for the rest of us. Yeah. Like, like you said, you know. That would that would ruin mine. And if I had to choose between Evan Fournier and Alec Burks, I'm keeping Alec Burks over Evan Fournier. Like I yeah. said the other day, I'm keeping Burks before Fournier. You don't even have to get get rid of them both. Get rid of one of them. You have to because Derrick Rose is coming back, and you're gonna want Cam Reddish in that rotation. We know Quentin Grimes is playing regardless. He's going. Grimes is going to play. So I'm under the mindset of. Rose, IQ, Grimes, and Obi. If he's not dealt um by uh, All Star break, Obi and Nerlens Noel is my benchmark. It's the starting five that needs to change, and I'm under the mindset that I don't think Kimball Walker is going to be back like ever, and I'm under the mindset that management understands one other two guys, Evan and Evan or Burks has to go. You have to make space for Cam Reddish. You have to. And I think somebody also said it um, in the chat, too, that Mitchell Robinson, I believe Mitchell Robinson, so at the top of my head, I believe Mitchell Robinson max is four years, 52 million, and I think it goes up to 60 million in incentives, I think. And for me, I'm paying Mitch that money, dog. I'm paying him that money, bro. I'm not letting him walk. It's it's, it's it's for a couple reasons. Like trade Nerlens. Let's let let's think of this outside of Nerlens' contract, right? <laughs> let's remove Nerlens. Mitch, um, we've seen him for these last couple of years. Uh, we know the guy. The fan base knows the guy. We can identify with Mitch. Um. He's gotten better at the individual stuff that he he does. Uh, I believe that he's gotten better with rebounding. I believe he's gotten stronger. Um, he finally looks healthy. He finally looks spry. Um, yes, he has his his negatives. Yes, he doesn't shoot the ball. Um, yes, in the past he's been foul prone. I don't think he's foul prone. I don't think he's foul prone anymore anymore. And yes, in the past he's been injury prone. But you know. He's in a contract year, so he's magically healthy, and I and I love to see that. But you know, the kid got special gifts, bro. And there's times where you can switch him off on a guard. There's times we can you can switch him off on a big. Um, even though sometimes it look like Mitch has problems with centers who's not from America, because every time <laughs> he gets in front of one of those European foreign centers. He gets smoked every time. It's like it's on schedule, like the like the microwave, bro. Every time, bro. Vujicic, every time. But I'm, I absolutely, I, I'm, I'm keeping Mitch. I'm keeping Mitch. Keep All right. Well, the last what is this? Four games. He's averaging fourteen, ten, and one point eight. Uh, of course, he's shooting like 88 percent from the field. You know, because he's not taking nothing else but dunks. But um, in, in as far as wins, we um we actually we had beat San Antonio, Dallas, Atlanta. We lost to Boston, and then just now we lost to Charlotte. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so basically the last five games, that's what he's been averaging about 14, 14, 10, and one point eight. 
So I mean, if if he can, if he can give us if he can walk into the gym and do that every single night, then you know, then there's no reason to complain about him. You know, it's just the little little knickknack stuff like boxing out, setting picks, that type of thing. You know, uh, defending the paint because we're getting killed with points in the paint all the time. And so if Mitchell Robinson is there, we shouldn't be getting killed with points in the paint. You know, of, of course, you know, the, the backcourt plays a part. You know, um, Randall plays a part in helping Mitch as well, too. But, um, you know, we, we shouldn't be getting killed points in the paint with that dude in there, man. But, um, you know, that, that's all, that's just nitpicking. But, you know, like I said, if he, if he could walk into the gym double-double with um, 1.8 blocks a game, then, you know, then I got nothing to say. I can't, I can't argue that, you know. But he's got to do it every single night, not just against um, teams that don't that that like Atlanta didn't have um, um, Capella, you know Dallas didn't have a center, San Antonio didn't have um, well San Antonio had decent centers, they were giving him the business a little bit. Boston don't have a center, you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. It's, it's just really nitpicking on my part, mm-hmm. you know. But you know if we can get the rest of the four guys around him good, then then um, what Mitchell Robinson does will make sense for our team. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm sold on Mitch. I'm good with Mitch. I I, I think that – so for every uh, rebuild, you can't take every kid with you. I, I, I think I've, I'm at that point, right? Yeah. And I, I for me, and I keep, I keep going back to it, RJ, Quentin Grimes, Mitchell Robinson, and Cam Reddish, those four right there for me – I'm good. Um, I could, I'd trade the rest of the roster for anybody, for, for, for any type of help. I would trade the rest of the roster because Mitchell Robinson, I can see him in a playoff series affecting the playoff series literally by himself. Like I can see it. I can see Cam Reddish literally scoring 30 in a playoff game for us. Like I can see RJ taking over a playoff game. I like I can I can see it. I can see probably Randall. In the playoff game, taking over for us in the future, but at the same time, I understand that we're still two years away from being two years away. So those four guys, for me, I think it's crucial that you keep those four guys, and in particular, RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish. Man, you got, you got, you got, because Zion, aka Majin Bull, he's right around the corner, man. He's right around the corner, and. I just want to see what happened, man. I, I I really, yeah, I'm excited for the RJ and Cam Reddish pairing, man. I, besides the loss today, I know you was frustrated, and stuff. I, y'all. I'm anticipating his his arrival. Like I, I'm stoked for that. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I mean, like like you said, I I can see him dropping thirty. I can see him dropping thirty. Double teams coming towards him, and yo, if if Cam could create that double team, you know, that then um, you know, RJ and Randall are open. Fournier is open. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, Fournier has too much pressure on him. He likes to get the ball coming to him. You know, he likes to, to to feed off of everyone else's energy. The Knicks, like you said, the Knicks are boring to watch. You know, but if Cam comes in there and it, and a little excitement, maybe he banging on somebody. That's one thing too. Cam is going to bang it on cats. You know, so RJ's not really going to do that unless he's wide open. You know, Randall never does that unless he's wide open. You know, Mitchell Robinson is just dunking right underneath the rim. You know, so it's not really exciting. Everybody's feeding for Obi Toppin to get a dunk. But yo, if Cam um the Cam Reddish uh, cross somebody over, goes baseline, comes up and bangs it on two, three guys, man. Oh my god. Yeah, he might crunch it on you. Yeah, yeah. I was watching I was watching it. Yo, you you mad funny. I was watching Cam Reddish highlights yeah. from his first year, his second year. Like all I was watching a lot of his highlights. Yo, he got some, he got some 
potential, bro. And he got better it, since since college. Remember? Yeah, he's he's way smoother than RJ Barrett. Like he's way smoother, way more fluid, uh, way more athletic than RJ Barrett. Six eight, seven foot one wingspan. RJ Barrett. It's funny because RJ, I believe, is seven. I think he's six foot seven in shoes with like a seven foot plus wingspan. I think he got a seven foot two wingspan as well. Like he didn't measure at the combine, but I think that's his measurements as well. Cam looks it's because he's everything that he's everything that you will want Evan Fournier to be as far as the athleticism, the switchability. The aggression, but he's just—he has way more potential, and then it's scary because he—I think he just turned twenty-two. That—that—that's scary, man. RJ twenty-one. Ooh, RJ has a six-foot-ten wingspan. I don't believe that. I believe it's seven foot. I—I I, I don't believe he has a six-foot-ten wingspan. And I—he—the only reason why I say that's because he looked taller from now. They compared to his rookie year. He looks noticeably taller. He looks bigger. He looks stronger. So I, I, I believe he, he could have a six foot ten wingspan. But you know, let's see. But Cam Reddish looks. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah, like like I said, the the starting lineup, like like you mentioned, uh, you know, RJ, you know, uh, Julius Randle, right? I'm like drooling almost. Randall. Then you got you know Mitch is there. Those are the the the, um, the holdoffs there. Uh, Fournier more than likely is gonna kind of stay in the starting lineup. And then you put Cam out there. You know, so potential wise, if these guys can can get it together and start gelling within a month or so, um, but through consistent playing time, I mean, you know, I don't know how you could how you could stop that. You know, at that at, at that point, like we, we can go against anybody. At that point, the only problem we would have is I guess point guards because who's guarding uh, opposing teams' point guards at that point. So, so maybe you take Fournier to and put him on the bench and, and leave Burks out there to guard the opposing team's point guards. You know, he, he did well against um, you know, my man um uh, Trey Young. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's a good problem to have with all that. But well, we have the fire, we have IQ, we got Rose, you know, when when he comes back. So we we, we cover so many bases uh, you know, as far as offense and stuff. So, you know, you know, it just comes down to it just comes down to um to Tom Thibodeau. And like you said. Uh, we have a we have a package to get Rose. I mean, to get Fox. I mean, we still have something to get to get Fox because Sacramento they're gonna want draft picks. You know, uh, we we can trade. We can give them um, some some young players. You know, to, to give it up because I mean, you know, a lot of people they want they want to keep uh, Deuce. They want to keep certain other guys too, man. But but if we put these guys in packages to get Fox with the lineup that I just mentioned without training any of those guys, what the. F- what the hell? <laughs> you know, so we we going out there, we putting out an all star team every single night with these guys. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Listen, man, I'm under the I'm under the understanding that not every kid is going to survive this rebuild, and I'm. You, you got to expect for at least one or two of those kids to go in trades to help improve the team. Um, so a lot of some fans' hearts is going to be broken, and we just going to have to accept that. I've already accepted that. But for me, what works in my favor is the guy that I love the most, I know he's not going nowhere for the next decade. So, so I, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of sitting pretty. But for the rest of those kids, you know, I don't, I don't think 
I don't think Reddish is going to be going nowhere in no time soon either. Um, I, I love what uh, I love what um, Leon Rose did with the Reddish trade, and Sacramento is gunning for Ben Simmons. True, but I also seen a report where Philly did not want anything to do with De'Aaron Fox, which is dumb as hell. By the way, that's, that's just stupid. I, I, Philadelphia is, is shooting themselves in the foot because they're still winning. They have a good a good team. So, I mean, they, you know, not for nothing. If they if they can, um, you know, like uh, you know, rebuild this bridge between Ben Simmons. He, ben Simmons is a small forward they need on the roster. You know, small forward or quote unquote power forward on the roster because he, he's going to rebound, he's going to pass, and all this other stuff. Keep him at the at the power forward, small forward, whatever they're going to have. And because they already got Curry, you know, um, Seth Curry's brothers there, and um, now um, what's the other dude that, that from from Kentucky is playing good? Over there, the young boy, you know what I'm saying? So they, they got oh. enough firepower. Yeah, you know, so Maxie. yeah, Maxi. So what they need, they need extra ball handling, they need extra defense, rebounding. It's Ben Simmons. So you know, listen, whatever they need to do, they, they should go on a dinner date or something, buy him some flowers, or or I don't know, buy him a boomerang because he's from Australia, something like that. And then you know, like like just stop the bullshit and, and, and play because they they their team is already set and ready made for for um for Ben Simmons. He's surrounded by shooters. So it should it should work. I just don't. I, that's that's something. I'm not a Philly fan, so I, I you know we we had, we had Knicks Knicks podcast, and you know it it is what it is, man. Shit, I wish the Knicks was in on the Ben Simmons um sweet sticks. You know, I I shit. Ben Simmons, Cam Reddish, RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin. I don't give a shit who's the center. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, that's how do you how do you handle that? How you can't handle that every single night having a game plan for a team like that. How do you do that? How do you game plan against a team like that? But see, the thing about that team is like, who's the shooter? Because I like is RJ the shooter? Is Red, Reddish the shooter? Is Obi the shooter? Because Obi shoots twenty percent. So I, I would love Ben. I would love for the Knicks to get in on the Ben Simmons sweet stakes, man. To just get us one more player, I, I, we need something. I, we need something. I would love. For, I would love for the Knicks to get get in on Ben Simmons, though, if, if they had a chance to. I'm not against any type of deal that would help the Knicks. Besides me trying to trade RJ Barrett, that's the only thing I, I'm against. Everything else, though, I'm all for. Hey guys, yeah, boom, boomerangs. What else is there in Australia besides boomerangs and what else they got over there? I don't know. <laughs> Big ass spiders and shit. I don't know what they got in Australia, man. The toilet spins backwards. I think that's that's what I'm feeling. Do if I ever go to Australia, I just want to take a dump because I want to see if the toilet's gonna go the opposite way. They say they say it spins the opposite way in, in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Shout, shout out to, to Mr. Mitchell. Yeah, right. You about yeah, to say shout out to Mr. Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah, shout out to Australia, man. They, they, I told you they show us love, man. A lot of, lot of dudes. Oh, watch the show, so appreciate. appreciate oh shit, it, Julian God. Tran is on. Yeah, see, I told you. <laughs> I told you. I told you. Always shout out to them, man. They always show love to the show. I love, I love Australia. Oh shit, yo, how could I forget they got kangaroos and shit? Oh man, yeah, they do. Crocodile yeah, Dundee. spiders and, and Pokemon and shit, man. They ain't got shit like America. I know that. I know that. <laughs> yeah, they got. Shrimps on the Barbie too. Yeah, there it goes. You know what I'm saying? They got a lot of stuff in it. Don't sleep on Australia, man. Shit, I, oh, I, I, I was looking at y'all, not to get on subject real quick, but I was looking at a video of um Australian pets and the guy had a serval in his crib. You know, a, a what big ass cat. It's like a cat dog, like it's mad big, <laughs> bro. 
But I would love to have a server in my crib. <laughs> Not me. Shit. <laughs> I got two of them. It's called my 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 two sons. I got two of them motherfuckers, man. Shit. <laughs> I can hear them awake now. They're driving my wife crazy, man. The whole time we we in here doing the party and they're acting up in the other room. It's crazy, man. <laughs> So I mean, maybe maybe I would I would get that to attack the kids <laughs> to keep them company. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god, man. But um, oh, man, yeah, man. The Knicks. Uh, but the trade targets though. Um, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, Mo Bamba, Ben Simmons. I'm good on the Miles Turner thing. Um, they they said they want two first for Miles Turner. Uh, I'm good on that. Um, yeah. yeah, just uh, we just need a guard, bro. <laughs> we need a guard, man. We, I wish I'm what I'm really hoping for, low key, is that Leon Rose. Now, this is where I could build Leon Rose's statue. Is because <laughs> they got them now, big ass spiders. You seen the spiders in Australia? Yeah, man? yeah, sure, man. Australia got some big ass spiders, man. I watch a lot yeah. of Animal Planet, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, they, they got like meadows and shit. They got nothing but spider webs all over meadows. I'm good, bro. <laughs> Fuck that, man. Hell no. <laughs> well, anyway, um, uh, yeah, man. I, I definitely want us to make to make a move though, but for a guard or or wing or for a guard, we got the young wing already. I think I was screaming for that. All season long, we got Cam Reddish. Um, getting Cam Reddish kills the almighty fourth seed narrative because we finally it's like we drafted Reddish and RJ in the same draft, basically. That <laughs> um, so now get me a guard, a starting point guard, and get me a center who can shoot the three ball. The the only reason why I keep stressing is because in the playoffs, teams will pack the paint. And I don't want teams to be packing the paint on Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. Obviously, R.J. Barrett is averaging 16 drives per game. And he's been one of the league leaders in points at the rim this past month. A matter of fact, he has more points than Giannis Antetokounmpo in the past month at the rim. So for us to prioritize on that, we just need some bigs who could shoot the goddamn, we could shoot, who could shoot the ball. Besides Taj Gibson, salute to Taj Gibson. It just from like somebody planning against the Knicks, you know, planning a game plan against us, it just throws them all. Because if, if Mitch is there, okay, they could they could do something else. But then once we switch to put the other big in there, oh fuck, now we got to do this now. You know, it it just it just makes from a, um, a strategy standpoint, it just drives the opposing coach crazy. Because now you mm-hmm. have to switch stuff around. You got to change your game plan. You know, not, now you can't you can't just. Um, like just do a zone defense on us and just leave it there all game. You know, we switch it up, put somebody else in there. Now you got to take them off the zone. You know, you got to try something else. And if they do that, then we'll switch it up again. Just keep messing with them because you know the, the talent. Yo, know, if you get Fox and, and like you say, get get um get a, a stretch big just to just to play around. Yo, know, the stretch big could even be um my man Lucas um Samanik. You know, they 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 haven't played him yet. They haven't gave him a shot. You know, so it's, it's interesting. It, this can go in so many different different ways. Um, cost effective ways too, you know. So it, you know, the, the, the Knicks are in the driver's seat. We can do anything that we want right now. We just have to do do the right thing, like Spike Lee. That's all, man. You know? But one of the most annoying things I've always felt this about the Knicks is it, this is so annoying. Is my past like twenty one years watching this team. We never find a diamond in the rough. We've never found one. 
So a diamond in the rough to me is an undrafted player that you find out of nowhere who comes into your rotation and, and he never leaves your rotation again. <laughs> That's an undrafted uh, a diamond in the rough for me. What if Sam Lenick is the diamond in the rough? Uh, I, I don't understand why we don't never try, like, new things. Like, I, I, I never understood that. Uh, yeah, me neither, man. I, I, I never understood that, bro. I don't know. Like Tibbs has to adjust. He he has to be better, man. Got it. Oh. Well, I mean, you know, you know, this this is right too. Um, you know, technically, uh, Mitchell Robinson is a diamond in rough because he didn't play college. He sat out the college year, and um, the Lakers were gonna was were gonna draft him, but the Knicks pulled him away from him. You know, so we we got lucky with him because Mitchell Robinson was a second second round pick. Somebody like I said, he didn't play college. You know, uh, John Starks definitely. Anthony Mason is another one. You know, of back in the days. You know, Jeremy Lin is another one, diamond in the rough kind of guy. Yeah, you're right. You know, so, you know, we, we've had him throughout the years and stuff. But, you know, just just for the current, you know, the last 20 years, the last 20 years, the only years that really matter, you know, pertaining to this particular era that we're in right now, you know, because, you know, we haven't been able to do it all this time. And now all of a sudden things are starting to to get get on a, on a good foot for us now. Yeah. Um, better management, man. Better management, better behind the scenes infrastructure. I'm um. Not to bring those guys up again, but, you know, I, I love Frank Nellikina. I love Kevin Knox to death. I wish those guys nothing but the best. But they came into a situation where, like, the infrastructure was shit, uh, to put it in nice terms. Um, <laughs> you notice how nobody complains about James Dolan no more. Nobody. You haven't heard nothing about James Dolan because the Knicks are doing the right thing. Um, he's still at every game, too, you know. Yes, he's at every game, and I hope he's watching. You know his vets shit the bed because I'm. <laughs> you, you know I love James Dolan. I, I, I love James Dolan. Uh, I, I think we don't give him enough credit, only because when you see a situation, I'm so I'm I'm, I'm gonna throw this at you. When you see a situation like Cam Reddish, and you see how the Hawks obviously they didn't want to pay him because they didn't want it to be in luxury tax, right? We would have had those problems, dog. So I, I look at a situation like James Harden, who his owner didn't want to pay him $5 million. He didn't want to get into the luxury tax. So you traded a talent like James Harden to the Rockets, and you see that he, he, he boomed after that. Yeah. So I'm hoping that this Reddish situation – could be like that OKC situation with the owners cheap as hell. He's got regardless of his locker, his so-called locker room stuff and all that. I'm just hoping that you know that trade, the financial implications, will be great for us because I know damn well Dolan pays retirement plans. He's still playing David Fisdale. I believe he's still playing Joaquin Noah. Um, my team's owner. Don't have a problem hiring minorities like the Maris. Yeah. And he has no problem playing luxury tax. So um shout out to Don, man. <laughs> Yo, not, not for nothing too. He's been paying a lot of a lot of our our, our um you know our old school players. Let's, let's say um Michael Ray Richardson. I just saw him the other day um get helping get to give out a check to somebody. You know, uh, Michael Ray Richardson is still there. So 
you know, he does keep guys in the in the fold, giving them ghost jobs, that type of thing, just so they can get a check coming in, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, he's 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 a good owner. He tries to he tries his best to um to to get things going. Right now, he don't got to work, be concerned about basketball stuff. He can really just fall back and just um just do the do just do what he does. What rich people do, just you know, give guys money. That's what rich people do: take yeah. money and get and, and give money. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what they do. Yep. Yeah. I, and. You know, James Dolan learned, right? So when and, and this is another underrated thing. James Dolan and Knicks a trade if he's trade if you're trading a player that he deems that's that he loves or yeah. that's his cash cow. So when I hear people saying put RJ in this trade, put RJ in that trade, you're gonna get fired. <laughs> 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 get kicked out the garden too, man. <laughs> get kicked out the garden. So you best believe James Dolan alone. I honestly, he might curse you out if you try to trade Randall. <laughs> if you want me to take it that far. So you know, shout out to Dolan, man. I, low key, man. I always said this to said this to people like Dolan. Yo, he's a different type of cat, dog. The man trusted a black man. Who was bad at his job for 18 years, brother? <laughs> and he, he still got him. the job. He still got he's still working for him. He still worked for him. <laughs> I think he hired the, the first Filipino um uh Nick assistant coach. I think he hired the first black uh woman coach for the G League. You know, I think like I think James Dolan was the first. He hired the first like he hired so many minorities, like I completely fell back from getting that man any slander the my only beef with him in the past like four years is he fired phil jackson a year too early that's a that's, day that's <laughs> a day a day too late too man no 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 yeah too early, yeah, too early. Yeah, too early. <laughs> but he fired him a day too late too because he freaking drafted frank and then freaking fired him the next day like god damn you know <laughs> yeah i remember i remember the frank jackson i said yo wait what's his name <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Steve Mills is still at the garden. We know that. When Steve Mills ain't here, man, you can't break the timeline, man. You have to draft Frank. You have to draft Kevin Knox in order to have the in order to have Steve Mills and Scott Perry do the um ten game press conference where no, we're not where we're supposed to be. <laughs> you know, we apologize to the fans. No, shut the f up and and and, and put your hard hat on, your big boy pants on, and go be a manager. Oh. Yep, yeah, man. I, I lost so much money in, in, in the freaking um I, I'm checking out my the my my bets. I freaking lost yeah, all day, man. No. <laughs> yeah, I lost all day, man. I, no, no. Let, me, let me tell me how many bets I lost. One, two, three, four, five, six, six freaking <laughs> bets I bet I lost yeah, today, I, man. Yeah, I took I took a two-day break from fan fan duel. I, I, I won like 150. I bet it, I bet it like $80 off that, lost the 80. I said, yo, man. Let me, let me chill, man. Let me take my $30, $40 and run. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet 50 initially, and I, I fucking build it up to 280 You know what I'm saying? Then I lost some, then I build it up to 4 something. I freaking lost it, lost it all because I'm going, I'm just going crazy with it, you know, taking chances and stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of need to fall back too, man, before I start going crazy. With that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
No, our you know, shout out to the Knicks, man. They they they're trying to right the wrongs that they did in the past, man. And um <laughs> give us your best your bet tips, Eru, so we could do the go do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, but um Kevin Knox, man. I, I, I know Bridges played well today. The the only reason why I don't like the whole uh Miles Bridges narrative. As far as like us picking Knox over Miles Bridges is, I'm not. I, let me ask you, Dow. After Miles Bridges rookie year, that second year when we signed Mook Morris and all those guys, is Miles Bridges starting? Yo, man, this is all all I can say. <laughs> that's all I can say. Right. You know, for for those for those that don't get the reference, that's Kang. You know what I'm saying? So. If you if you if you eliminate something out of timeline, it causes branch timelines to to occur, and then what what you think might happen might not happen. You know what I'm saying? So you know it's it, 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 everything needed to happen the way it happened to get us to this point. Yes. You know. <laughs> so if we if we would have got Miles Bridges, then now we don't get Cam Reddish in 2022. You you feel Come me? On. You know what I'm saying? Come so, on. So you know, it, it is what it is with that. It it is what it is, man. I, I I'm just. I, I want Tibbs to start him so bad, bro. I, I don't. He can't fuck this up, bro. Yo, he he got the, yo he <sighs> got the, yo he got a gym. Yo, he got a gym in front of him, bro. I'm praying to God every night Reddish is one of Tibbs' guys. Because if you're Tibbs' guy, he's gonna play you. He's gonna play you massive amount of minutes. Yo, man. I, Yo, I, I got a feeling as soon as Cam comes in the game, he's gonna go. I mean, I think it's only going. It's gonna be immediately as soon as he gets the ball, he's gonna go baseline and banging on everybody, and and then <laughs> and then they're gonna have to stop the game because you know the the Knicks fans will be all over the place. They're like, Lord help me, this is what we've been begging for this entire time. You know, Cam Reddish. If you look at the draft, um, NBA Draft.net, they compared him to uh, Rudy Gay. So body type and stuff like that, I kind of agree with that a little bit. And then Rudy Gay kind of got up to 18 points a game, 20-something points a game, whatever. You know, so I, I, I kind of get it. Rudy Gay is not a bad player. You know, so if, if he was to become something like that, you know, I'm, that, that's good for us. The problem with Rudy Gay is – um, no, Rudy Gay was a good player. He was a good player. Rudy – with all due respect, Rudy Gay in this prime is like Randall. Like they, like they, that's the same caliber of talent. Like he was really talented. The the year that the Grizzlies, I thought they could have went to the finals, was the same year that Rudy Gay, I believe, tore his ACL. I don't mm-hmm. remember which season that was, but that Grizzlies team, it was Tony Allen, Zach Hebo, Marcus Hall. It, like they was deep. But that that's a cool comparison of Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay just he just took a lot of long twos. That was my only yeah. issue with Rudy Gay. He took a lot of long twos. He took a lot of bad shots. But that, that's a cool comparison, though. Yeah, he didn't really he didn't really take a lot of threes either, like three, two, you know, that, that type of thing. Even his whole career. I think right now he's shooting the most threes per game that he ever did in his whole career. Mm-hmm. Four, he's shooting like about four a game coming off the bench, you know, playing 20 minutes right now. So that's, that's like the most threes he's ever shot, you know. Mm-hmm. But – um. You know, I, I just I just hope that 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 he could just be a plus player for us. That's, that's all I'm asking for, man. Like when it when um not counting the first year, but like when in when he was in Memphis, uh, what's this guy? Cam Reddish, uh, not Cam Reddish. Um, Rudy Gay. He averaged 19, uh, six two, one steal, one block. That's a good player, man. 
Yo, look what yeah. your pop said too. <laughs> look at your pop. Yeah, you stop betting on a thing and put it on the kids. I get it, man. I get it. I get it. You know, but I'm, I'm trying to get some money for the kids. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get a little bit of money. Yeah. Oh, another name we did not bring up: Deontay Murray from the Spurs. Okay, it just hit my mind. Um, I would love to trade for him as well, but I, I like the Cam Reddish. Um, Rudy Gay comparison. Yeah, Dante, you know, Dante Murray, that, that's that's a, a wet dream. That's a wet dream for, I, I think, every single Knicks fan. That's the, absol- the absolute perfect point guard for us right now. You know, but I just I just can't see him leaving no, over there. If anything, like, like let's say, like, if, I, if I'm San Antonio, I'm looking to take some of these guys that do the same thing and do the same thing like we're thinking about, consolidate and get a better player over there. You know that that if I'm San Antonio, that's what I'm thinking to do too, and I, I want to build around Dejounte Murray. If so, I if I'm San Antonio, so when I when I look at San, San Antonio roster where they're at right now, I would see this is where me and you are different. <laughs> so San Antonio is like 15 and 26. I would sell high on Deontay Murray. That's what I for me personally because. His contract ends in 2023. I mean, it doesn't end this offseason. And I think this is the most that you can get for him right now. I believe he's averaging 18, 8, and 8. He's been playing spectacular this season. Yeah, man. He, he's the rebound, man. The rebound is, is what is what drives me crazy. That, that reminds me of Fat Lever for those that are that are old school heads. Fat Lever used to get a lot of rebounds playing point guard for Dallas. So Okay. I, I like that pickup, man. I like that pickup, man. Deontay Murray, also with him, I think he's the youngest all. Um, I think he's the youngest all defensive member, like ever. I think he's the youngest first team all defense, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody in the in, in the in the chat fact check me. Yeah, it's no point in me watching the um watching the Rams game. I I, I was watching the first half, twenty one zip. It's no way in hell that the that the um Cardinals is coming back. So that's pointless for me to watch. Yeah, well, the Cardinals should the Cardinals should have should have just told me and said, "Listen, we ain't gonna play, so don't bet on us." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that, that's one on of the Cardinals. Yeah, I bet on the Cardinals, man. I was hoping that, that maybe, I don't know. I was hoping that the Rams would would um wouldn't you know I don't know, man. It was a, it was an ass bet <laughs> to tell you the truth, man. You should have known, man. You should you should have known. Yeah. Uh, but um, just like what um Gino said in the chat though. I don't believe Deontay is available for trade from the Spurs. If I'm the Spurs, though, I would I would trade him. I would sell high on him. But another thing, um, Dodd is I don't think they would do business with the Knicks. Um, remember the Mook Morris thing when he right. reneged on his deal? He fired Rich Paul. Um, the Spurs had to renege on another deal that they had with another young player. And I don't think they would do business. I don't think they would do business with us, honestly. I, I I don't, but if, if we could though, because it's Leon Rose now, yeah. If, if, if he has those connections, then you know, let's. See. Well, we stole Luca from him too. You know, they they got rid of Luca. We snatched him up right away. Luca's playing really good for um, um for for, our, for Westchester. You know, I I kind of want to get a game to to so I can see Westchester just so I can see the kid play before he comes over. <laughs> right, yeah. Me too, though. I can't wait. I can't wait, man. Yeah, is another thing. One one last thing about the betting thing. You know what got me hype? I won a lot of money on that 49ers game. 49ers and, and, and um and the Cowboys. I freaking went ham 
and I and I threw all the money on, on that on that game and I freaking came out on top. So that that's that's what made me say, you know what? Put some money on that on that Chiefs game, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I mean the Cardinals game, excuse me. Put some money on that Cardinals game. So anyway. It is what it is. You can't win every night, man. You got you gotta, I don't know. Ah, boy. Hey, yo, stay. Can I borrow twenty dollars, man? <laughs> can I borrow twenty dollars so I can get something to eat tomorrow? At work? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, FanDuel, man. They, the, the motherfuckers, they knew what they was doing with that, man. Yeah, yeah man. I'm putting the bet sooner and better as soon as I wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So, did we not cover everything today, man? I think we covered everything today. Yeah, we we never we never not we never do not cover cover everything, you know. Since, since I'm saying that, could you please subscribe to the podcast? Could you please hit the like button before you get out of here? You know, <laughs> shout out to everybody that, that's watching. I appreciate you guys. Um, the day one guys is always here every day, man. Please hit the damn like button, please on your way out. Please hit the like button, man. All right, man. last thing, last thing before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Let's talk Tibbs, man. Let's talk him just just Tibbs only. Right. How you feel about him? He looks like a nice man, you know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I I think he'll be fun to hang out with, you know, get get some beers and stuff like that, you know. You know but you, um, because... coaching, you know, like as like a coworker and stuff like that, you know, to work with him to be like his, yo. Let me tell you, man, my, my supervisors, man, I, I I had a big blowout with them on Saturday because they they was on their BS, you know, and I'm saying that the senior guys were in, in control, so they was doing something. They kind of messed it up a little bit, but we got it together. But then the supervision always comes in and you know starts yelling and screaming, talking about stuff. So listen, man, I'm 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 about as old as you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got more time on the job than you, and my hands work. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you know, if you if you wanna if you wanna want something to happen, you know, we can make it happen. Tom Thibodeau is one of those guys, you know, yelling and screaming, always, always doing whatever, thinks thinks that he knows more, but he don't see little things that, that everyone else sees. So it's like, yo, man, you know, I, I, I don't know if I could play for a dude like like Tom Thibodeau. Would would he, would he could you play for Tom Thibodeau? I think I can. I think because I'm one of those cats, I'm like RJ, right? Like I'm one of those cats like I want to be coached a certain type of way. I want to be coached. I feel you. I want to be coached hard. But at the same time, I want to be coached hard, but I want to be coached while having fun. Right. I think these guys, I think RJ it loves being coached hard, but I think he doesn't play with enough, having enough fun. So when I mean by fun, the offense is just so boring to watch. It is like, my God, please, can you do some flat screens? Can you run a drag screen? Can you give me some motion offense? I'm sick of the horn sets. You didn't horn set me out to oblivion. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm horn set out. I'm over the horn sets, bro. Over it, bro. Can, can I get some pistol action at least? Something. I don't know, man. But you know, the, the point I was trying to make with the supervision thing is that like like supervisors, they like to get their get their bars off. And then so, usually people just sit back and just listen to them, you know, because they don't want to start no waves oh, or whatever. Not, oh, not not those older workers at my job. Oh, come yeah. across one of them older Jamaicans and all that talking that hot, and you one of them new supervisors. My boy, my boy. I want to yeah. listen to you, my boy. 
<laughs> Word up, man. You, you know what I'm saying? But the thing is, the thing is with that, in order to in order to have the job work good, in order for both sides to get what they need, then you got to take the bars too. You can't just be like, yo, this, this, that, and the other. But no, listen, listen, you're gonna hit, you're gonna you're gonna get my bars too. We're gonna have a fucking battle. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna you're gonna get my 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 16 and I'll, I'll take your 16, but you're gonna get mine too. You know, pause. You know what I'm saying? So especially if you're a hard worker, if you work hard, like I feel like I work hard. And I, yeah. feel like I do a lot of favors for a lot of people at work. So if you go talk to me a certain type of way, you gotta come with me with respect. Yeah. If you don't come with me with respect, I'm not gonna respect you. Now you didn't fucked up your relationship with one of the older workers. So now you can't call that person if you needed a job that help that. And you're the boss. You need your workers to help make you look good. <laughs> yeah. Yo, and not for nothing. Um, look, look at Ben Simmons. Like Ben Simmons, you didn't treat him right. Look at Ben Simmons. He's like, I ain't coming to work, fam. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the hell with it. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to pay me. You know, I got, I got time in the bank. You know what I'm saying? I ain't coming to work, fam. <laughs> you know, straight like that. Leave it, leave it to my coworkers too. If you keep talking, if you keep talking that spicy shit, bro, all of us calling out sick. See you later. You know what I'm saying? What job? What job gonna work if you ain't got no workers, bro? See you. See you. Matter of fact, actually, see you in three days, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Try, try to try to fill the jobs for three days for like eight eight people. You know what I'm saying? You know, like got to gotta have you gotta go both ways, man. It goes both ways. You got to, cause. Yo, Ben Simmons, man, he put a yo, he said, man, fuck this shit, man. I'm going on medical pay. I'm going on non-paid leave, man. Y'all bugging, man, until next year, man. Y'all- <laughs> yeah, he's like, forget a uh, a check. I got I got FanDuel, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> some, you know, I get money like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Tib Tibbs has changed our culture. So so my thing about culture, like, like. To me, culture, and, and I've said this multiple times. I feel like I said this bad times within the past like two weeks, but culture to me is talent. And if you don't have talent, you don't have no damn culture. So, you know, it's it's it goes both ways. And Dre Day, listen, I'm a guy, I would want to get coached by a coach like Tom Thibodeau. I don't know. We we got two different personalities. I, I need a coach. <laughs> rah, rah, rah. I'm a rah, rah, rah and him back. Yeah. But I want I want to I want to know that he can take that. Thibodeau look like you don't think them dudes be cursing Thibodeau out in practice, boy? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they getting the shout at practice in practice. You don't think Randall is very you don't think Randall and Thibodeau got to a cursing match this year? Yeah, I think I think that was the situation with Kemba too. Kemba probably said the wrong thing. That's why he said, eh, "Go go sit on the bench." You know, effective <laughs> immediately. Kemba Walker will not be playing another game for for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> All right, you want to talk shit? All right, sit your ass over here next to me. <laughs> oh God, Thibodeau is a maniac, bro. He's a maniac. He's a maniac, but. You know, Thibodeau did help with changing the culture, but you don't—it's a part of the players too. Um, I, I give—I say this—I give more credit to Randall, RJ, and those boys before I give more credit to Thibodeau as far as changing the culture, because RJ and Randall—they was here when we won twenty-one games. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the boys won seventeen games. <laughs> You know, so they, they, they should know what it feels like to lose. They should know what it feels like to win. But 
I, I think we got a good culture. I think we got a good locker room. You don't hear nothing crazy about the locker room. Um, I, it just we uh, it, it goes back to Tibbs, man. It goes back to Tibbs, man. Tibbs be on some Tibbs be on some bullshit, man. <laughs> I mean, I excuse my language, man. Yo, no pun intended, too, right? He, he was a former Bulls coach. He'd be on that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, you want some bullshit, man. That's yeah. my only beef with Tibbs. It's coming, man. Jay, Jay from Florida is coming, man. Those um those those uh, F um Tom Thibodeau chance because we don't we don't already booed uh Randall. Everybody had to had they had their chance. Tom Thibodeau's the only one that hasn't had it yet. So um, you know, if he can't get it together with Cam Reddish and all these guys coming in and Rose coming back healthy and stuff like that, if he can't get it together and get get us playing more consistent, then he's gonna get it one day, man. Yo, yo, Reddish got a start. I, yo, I'm I'm on him fire. He come out of he give me some BS, some bull job. Like, re, let me make this clear. Reddish shouldn't be taking nobody's biz, nobody's minutes. No young young Reddish should not be taking no young player minutes on this roster. He shouldn't be taking Obi's minutes. He shouldn't be taking Grimes minutes, Quickly's minutes, RJ's minutes. No young player. Get them vet bums off my team. I'm <laughs> done with them. It, 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 get them off my team. Get them off my team. Uh, uh, the only way I'm accepting Reddish coming off the bench, the bench mob got to be Rose, quickly. But see, that's stupid. Look, look, look see how I had to stop right there? I said Rose quickly. It's Reddish and Grimes. They both play small forward. What we doing here? Yeah. What we doing? Make a move, Knicks. Make them a consolidate, man. Taj Gibson should not be playing no minutes at all. None. I would I I would never play him. No disrespect to him. Sims would be averaging 8.7 rebounds in my system. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Taj Gibson is good to put in there to hurt somebody. If Taj Taj Gibson is in there, you know somebody's getting hurt. You know that 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 should be like a given right there. So we, we got to get to that point. We get we're getting close though, man. Uh, February February third, I think it's like the next major day when certain when when like the next group of players are now eligible to be traded. I think Randall's Randall's date is February third. Um, there's another player also too that that's um that's really that's been out there. That February third is that date for them. Fox. So um, it's coming, Fox, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So February third is the day, man. You know, we'll, we'll see if that's gonna be Christmas part two. We got a little ways to go, though, man. It's only January seventeenth, February third. What are we talking about? Like like um, a week and a half, two weeks and a half. Yep. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of Knicks basketball between now and then, man. We play tomorrow, man, against the um Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards playing tomorrow. I don't know. I gotta see about that. Matter of fact, while we're on, I'm going to see about that. Yeah, if Anthony Edwards is playing, I think I might try to get get in that that um arena tomorrow, man. Just to see the kid the kid play before they start before the tickets for t- for the Timberwolves get too high and I can't see him no more. Oh nah, Anthony Edwards is definitely playing tomorrow. Yep. Okay. Hey man, RJ, because remember what he said about RJ as far as like RJ shooting. So you know they both gonna take that personal. I hope so, and I hope Cam Reddish played. That would be dope, man. Um, are they home? I think they are. Are they home? Is this a home stand for the Knicks? 
Yeah, we're at home too. Very interesting. Yep, definitely a homestand. <laughs> definitely a homestand. Yo, Stephen Adams is a strong guy, man. <laughs> uh, that play where he grabbed the dude. Yeah. Oh man, I, w- I wish I could pull up pull up the video quick, man. Yo, I didn't. I didn't. You know, like it happens every time that, that like these guys get into scuffles. You got guys that come off the bench and they just start grabbing players. That, that shit is corny to me. Like, um, Stephen Adams already had the guy neutralized. You know, they they you know they weren't fighting. They they was like you know. You know, hugging each other and say, "Okay, cool, man. Thing, I got it. You know, I'll calm down." But then, as soon as that happened, you saw another guy come and grab and grab um the kid from behind. It's like, come on, man. They, they, those guys are escalating the situation when they when they come in and do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but that, that was funny to see. He's like Aquaman. <laughs> you mean, yo, he that's who he looked like. <laughs> yeah, he looked straight like Aquaman. He looked like straight Aquaman. He said, "Stephen Adams is a monster, man." <laughs> he is. Where's he from? He's from um he's not from Australia. No. Nah. Steve Adams from. He's from somewhere. We where them tough MFs is from. You see where Yoke is from. <laughs> that that man grew up in a war. <laughs> he might yeah. as well be saying he grew up in the projects then. Talk about <laughs> Steve Adams grew up in Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. Yeah. That's why he's so tough. That boy was fighting bears. Man. <laughs> <laughs> they got bears in New Zealand? Huh? They got bears in New Zealand? They got some shit in New Zealand. I know they got some <laughs> 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 oh, man. You crazy motherfucker. <laughs> and, and if he's from Australia, we already said earlier, man, Australia got them big, the big spiders. <laughs> All types of Pokemon, Digimon over there, man. <laughs> so, so <laughs> You need, you need some guys like that. The Knicks need a guy like that. Uh, we need like a big bruiser, like a guy who's opposite from like anybody who's opposite from Mitch. We need, yeah, <laughs> basically anybody, anybody. But um, yeah, yo, that 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 was funny to see today. That was definitely funny to funny to see today. You know what big I like? Uh, I think he plays for the Pelicans now. Um, the one that used to be on Memphis. Yo, I like him too. I can't get his name. Jonas, man. Um, um, Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah, Valanciunas. I like him too. Yeah, he's he's yo, tough. I, yo, I dead like his game. All low. I but I didn't want to say nothing though because I didn't know if the Pelicans. I didn't know if they're trying to give him up or not because I I don't want to do no business with them until Zion decline their contract. <laughs> Yeah, tonight he had 22-14. Um, what he had up the bench. He's not a shot blocker, you know, but he they got him shooting threes and stuff like that. So he's like kind of like the opposite of, of Mitch in, in that way. You know, yep. so yeah, I like the dude. He's tough. Yeah, you know, he I sets like mean him. screens too, man. Yep. Yep. He sets monster screens, monster screens. I I think um shout out to Nick Nation 112. We should try to get Boogie Cousins. I wanted to get Boogie Cousins. I, I think that time has passed due yeah. to how the way this team plays. <laughs> so, did he sign with anybody? No, nah, he didn't sign with nobody yet. But you know, you know, just just to have a contrast, just have a different look, you know, at center. You know, he wouldn't be so bad, man, because because um, you know, Boogie Cousins could shoot the three. You know, he could put the ball on the floor, be a little active. Uh, him playing thirty minutes a game is over for him probably. So him splitting minutes, you know, with with um, you know, with Mitch, you know, doing what Todd's does, and you know, coming off the bench wouldn't wouldn't be that bad of a deal. 
you know, but I don't know where his mind is as far as like his career. Cause I mean, I, I think, you know, him playing with Tom Thibodeau playing in New York, I think that would be something that he should do. He went to the bucks. He keeps going to these teams where he's not going to get no minutes, Yeah, you know? So, I mean, for, for a guy that loves basketball playing with, with the Knicks and playing in the New York in front of the New York fans, I think that that should be something that he, that he would be interested in. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait, man. Nurkic is a free agent. I definitely would like Nurkic as a as a low as a low body pickup. Um, He's decent too. He had oh yo, he had twenty one and twenty two tonight. Twenty two rebounds. Yeah, man. Shout out to Nurkic. Shout out to two blocks, four steals. You know, some some days he wakes up and he has big games. Yeah, man. You know, shout out to Nurkic, man. Nice, nice to see him um, play better. Shout out, shout out to the Hawks too, man. Man, I appreciate you, Hawk fans, man. You dudes, man. Y'all show me love. Y'all fight with us, Nick fans, man. DeAndre Hunter looked good tonight. You know, 20 points, eight rebounds. I believe two steals or something like that. He's been playing well. But um, you know, thanks for the Cam Reddish, man. Thank, thank you. Thanks a lot <laughs> for that. Bro. Absolutely. A lot. Absolutely. Kelly on the Nick. Um, Kelly on the Nick. He's he's cool. He's cool. Um, I I would like him because I know that him and RJ has uh chemistry. They played on the same uh Canadian Olympic team, mm. and you know Kelly got some little tough. He got some toughness in. He got some little dirt, dirty uh, uh elbows in, dirty screens and all that. And you, you see how you spell his name too. He got NYK in his name. Oh, oh yeah, it's meant to be. It's meant to yeah, be I think he only makes 12 million a year. So he's somebody that we could touch, you know, in a lateral trade, you know, trade, trade somebody, you know, to, to get him over here. That that could work. But he's been hurt all year. So I, I don't know what's up with him. Well, actually, he's not, he's not hurt. He, he's just not playing. They're not playing him. So that's that's somebody that we can we can start looking at too. That's a nice, that's a nice little pickup, Kelly on Nick. Um, the next year, the next, I think we got enough. I think we have enough good young talent to just focus on the young talent that we got. Now, for me, it's about getting the franchise point guard in the building. Um, I want that point guard to be younger than 25, preferably, because I, you know, I want a young, I want a young guard, I don't want an old guard and uh, a big. I think we just need one more big. I think, I think Reddish. RJ Grimes, that's my three young wings. I think we just need one vet with that group. So pick out of Burks and, and Evan Fournier. And uh I think we good to go. I, I think we definitely good to go. So a trade, a trade is definitely around the corner. So I can't wait to see. Yeah, I like the idea for Olenek though. We, we were talking about him early in the season, but he, he hasn't played since when he hasn't played since since um November. He gotta be hurt. Yeah, they, they had him listed as hurt, but um, I don't see no injury, n- nothing listed with the, that's hurt or whatever. You know, something, you know, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. He'd be dope coming off the bench, man. He's definitely a nice, different different change of pace when Mitch, you know, to, to, to sub in for Mitch coming off the bench. Hmm. Yes, he would. And, and like before, like he's the opposite. We're just looking for somebody opposite of Mitch. The guy don't need to be better than him. He just needs to be serviceable and opposite of that. So, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking at, I'm looking at. Um, so who will be out for Can? Yo, I, 
It's two guys. It's two guys I'm looking at. Evan Fournier, Alec Burks. One of those guys cannot be on my roster after after trade deadline. So the Nick Brass going to have to choose. And I think right now is a great showcase. Great showcase. Because you're starting Evan Fournier and Alec Burks in your starting lineup. I'm not taking you serious to get out the first round of the playoffs. So you gotta be you gotta be showcasing at least. I don't know, man. Kim, you know, Kemba's another guy too. We got we gotta put him put him out there on on that that block. So I mean, you know I think he's been on the block for a month now. Yeah, he talking about the block. He's sitting up on Castle Hill right now. <laughs> right now. That's how that's how far the block he is, man. Jesus oh, Christ. Man. But you know the, the the trade is there though. We we got a trade. There's definitely a blueprint for a trade. We got plenty of guys that, that can move. We got plenty of draft picks to throw in the mix too. So if there's a trade to be made, we we definitely like like right there with, with um to making trades. So I think something's gonna happen. I think we'll finally get our, our first big trade um in, under the Leon Rose um, administration. And remember, I think um before even the before the reddish trade. Remember when I told you. Yo, they played the dude 13 minutes and literally benched him the rest of the game while he was healthy. I knew he was he was going to get traded. I, I was just hoping it was to my Knicks and Leon Rose made it happen. I still can't <laughs> believe it, man. It's like it's like a dream. So I mean, hopefully he played against um because I don't know, because I guess they got they probably gotta get practice time in that type of thing. You know, and um, they don't want to rush him out there if, if he got a quote unquote ankle injury, you know. So you know, maybe it might not be against the Timberwolves, but just with a couple a couple games off, you know, what, what do we who do we play next? We play um, we get one day off and then we play the Pelicans, and we get two days off and then we got back to back against the Clippers, and um, who's the other the other team there? The Clippers. We got back to back with um, the Cavs. I'll let you. So I'm looking at the schedule right now too. I'll let you know exactly when Reddish is coming back. He won't be back this month. Because look at those two, look at those teams that we're playing at the end of the month. He's damn sure not going to be back at, at the end of this month. Yeah. So I see a stretch where he won't be back. So I, and the trade deadline is, you said February 17th, or is it February? No, 18th? no. I think it's the 10th. I think um, the trade deadline is the 10th. Let me, let me double check. I think it's the tenth NBA trade deadline. I think Reddish should be back on February twelfth versus the Trailblazers, or they will bring him back February. They'll bring him back Valentine's Day <laughs> at home against OKC. I think he would be back one of those two games. I think I, I and I, for me, Derrick Rose. I would not bring Derrick Rose back until like March, like mid March, so to hmm. get him right for the playoffs. Because you want, I want to get, I want to get Reddish. I want to get Reddish quickly. Mitch, RJ, I want to get those guys as much reps as possible because we're gonna need those guys for the playoffs, and I want them at the the, the highest confidence as they can be. Randall, I think Randall is spoken for. I think Randall, will, he just gotta get it. He, he just gotta get it together, man. You just Randall, just go home, um, make eat some lasagna, get some baked ziti. I'm pretty sure Kendra Randall not a cook. He, 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 she be around black folk now. She should not have <laughs> made some good baked ziti, some good chicken wings and, and, and barbecue chicken. That's what he needs. 
he needs some of that home cooked home cooked loving because that that man he just got to play harder. That that's all I want. But the rest of those those young guys is really critical for us to getting out of the first round. Like that's my I, my mission is get out of the first round. Yeah, definitely. PJ, the Clippers, yeah, we got, we got. I mean, we got a lot of opportunity to win games. Guys are talking about the next couple games, the Clippers. You know, all this, all this stuff. You know, you know, uh, February fourteenth is kind of far, man. You know, the, the trade deadline is the tenth. You know, so I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they want to save him. I, I get it. They might be they want to save him. You know, make sure he doesn't get hurt him. before that. Yeah. yeah. Because look, yo, because look, boom, we got a back to back. Clippers and the Cavs, right? I'm not bringing him back on a back-to-back. Right. Then you have the Heat and the Bucks, right? But then you have a three-day layoff, and then your next game is on January 31st. So I think, matter of fact, I think if if Reddish is healthy, I think he'll be back during the um the Kings game because anybody who we trading um at the trade deadline, I think they would be out of the. You would have to get them get them out of the rotation. By like February first. Yeah. So. Yeah, Black History Month, man. <laughs> we'll say that some sometime on Black History Month, you know, we'll get our our, our president, Mister Cam Reddish. Hopefully, hopefully he he um he cashes in. You know, hopefully we get we got we got that that player that we've been missing, man. That that would be awesome. So awesome. It would be. I just I'm yeah. just hoping Reddish plays well, man. I, I I'm just hoping he don't debut one for nine or something like that, man. The Hawk fans start talking shit. <laughs> nah, I, I'm, I'm hoping that that Clyde goes. Oh, Cam with the master blaster. That's what I. <laughs> that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling for that man. Cam Reddish with the master blaster. Oh my oh, god. Because the worst is worst is oh he's stumbling and bumbling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. man. Oh, I guess we got into everything, though, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we got into everything already, like maybe like 40 minutes ago, and then we started <laughs> we started another another trip down the um the Nick the Nick um highway. Yeah, man. Good pod, man. As always. Um, uh, I guess you go, you know, uh put up uh where people can find us. Um happy Martin Luther King Day. Appreciate you, Dr. King. Uh, yeah, we didn't even say nothing about that Martin Luther King. Yeah, well, nah. I said enough. I said enough at the halftime show. So if anybody um, wants to hear what I have to say, yeah, go I to that. Appreciate, I appreciate Dr. King. I then appreciate some of the stuff I was hearing today about certain people comparing other situations to Dr. King's death. That is stupid. That is ridiculous. Don't compare anything to, to his death. It, it, it is just politically wrong <laughs> to compare any. African Americans' death to Dr. Martin Luther King. Like, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. I saw some stuff too, man. It's just like crazy. I can't, I'm not going to mention <laughs> what, I, what I'm yeah, people, You know, it's, it's, it's so the thing with Dr. King is so important not to forget the past. You know what I'm saying? You got to remember the past that way you don't repeat it. You know what I'm saying? So, so the stuff that people are saying today about Dr. Martin Luther King. It, it just drives me crazy because it's like, yo, we, we about to, you know, we about to be segregated again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're they about to do something else crazy and we're going to be fucked up again because people don't know, don't remember th- what happened before, you know? Yeah, man. Hopefully hopefully we don't, man. Yeah. Um, but, you know, stay positive, you know, and I'm sorry, Dr. King, that the Knicks played like uh, <laughs> so, so buttocks today, man. I apologize. Um, 
next year we will hand you a lovely win on your day. Yeah, I'm still apologizing for for Marcus Camby that time when he punched when he tried to knock out um Danny Ferry and almost killed um Jeff Van Gundy in the in the process. Oh, I'm God. still apologizing for that man. I can't believe he did that. <laughs> I can't believe he did that. Jeff Van Gundy was in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, blood in the ground, man. Shout out to um Jeff Van Gundy. Yo, a lot of people not feeling Tibbs. <laughs> Yeah, the writing's on the wall. People are tired of the bullshit, man. You know, it's simple mathematics, man. You know, one plus one is two. You know, so, you know, Tom Thibodeau, uh, he doesn't want to do math. He wants to, you know, he's still selling hand-to-hand crack in fucking 2022. That's what he's doing. It's like, come on, people don't smoke crack no more, man. Why are you out there 64 years old going hand-to-hand, man? Come on. It's a different different world out there now, man, you know? That's what Tibbs is like. God damn, um, Let's go get this win, man. Um, Iru, love talking to you, brother. Yeah, no uh, doubt, man. Chat, you know, love love how y'all um, participated today. Chris B, my man Jay from Florida, Mel. Uh, shout out to your pops, man. OG Ruiz Senior. Uh, yeah. You know, he's gonna give me a stern a stern talk or two. Half the stuff I be talking about on him, man. He's like, yo, Junior. <laughs> he's like, yo, Junior, man. You know, uh, you, you heard how he speaks, right? Yeah. Oh, you, know, yeah. you know, Junior. It was it was good, you know. But you know, you you, you gotta stop that shit that you be saying about blah, 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 that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fun. Yo, parents always feel the need to explain stuff that you already know, but you just yeah. sit there and you listen to it again. Because it makes them feel good. It's just morally right. <laughs> Yo, man, at the moment right now, I got an 18-year-old, man. So I could be a grandfather tomorrow, man. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, even though my pops could become a great, a great grandfather, he's still going to be talking talking his stuff, man. But that, that's what we're supposed to do. You know, that's that's the circle of life right there. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. But, all right, man. I'm out of here, man. I appreciate um, Nick fans, man. I appreciate Nick Nation, man. Dog, yeah. you know. Uh, I'll probably see you tomorrow, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then the next day, and the next day, and the next day. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, I'm out of here, man. Yeah, man. Peace. Peace. Hit that thumbs up, man. Before before you get out of here. Yes, sir. World peace. We out.